0: Um, yeah. Let's do this, because this is, you know, what we do. Welcome to the garage. This is the bitterest pill. I should never listen to teenagers when they tell me uh, which way to go. Way to go, go! Hey, it's Dan Class. Uh, welcome to the bitterest pill. Let's turn the mic down. That's a little much. Okay. Anyway, hi, it's Dan Class. I'm in my garage under the flight path at Los Angeles International Airport. Um, <laughs> for some reason, when I was saying that. And this is where I immediately start to show my age. As I was saying that, for some reason, I had a soul-coughing flashback. I am in Reseda, and I am driving to see a model whose real name is Charlie. You know, something, right? Just some weird, completely spontaneous soul-coughing hiccup. Anyway, hi, welcome to the show. Welcome to the Bitters Pill. Uh, Streaming now, live on uh, AlfGeek. Oh, was that up the whole time oh well alpha geek media all right let's take that off enough um yes this is week two of this of the official stream uh year 12.075247 of the recordings of the show whatever you know what I mean whatever so oh what I was saying right right before I started doing the show is so what I I have this little iPad I have the family iPad in here so I can watch and make sure that the stream is working. And look, there I am uh, 10 seconds in the past or something. Isn't that weird? I could maybe use that in my normal life if I could somehow right at at any moment. God, that'd be so handy. Maybe I should start a streaming thing. This is my new app. Okay, this is my new app. See, I'm finally gonna become an internet genius slash tech mogul. And I live right near Silicon uh, Beach so I can make this happen. Now this is copyrighted, what is today, November, what is this, like the 18th or something, 2016. Okay, this is my idea. I don't have a name for it yet. We're gonna come up with a name in 30 seconds, but right now, this is the pitch, ready? It's an app, and don't, don't get hung up on the technology of this, okay? We're gonna work this all out. We're, we're gonna have focus groups. It's an app that records everything you do. And so then you can review everything you do to see honestly where it went wrong. Doesn't this seem like a good idea? Like, like if I always had this thing here, this thing, like the iPad here, where I could always just look at that and go, oh, yeah, I probably seemed like kind of an ass when I said that. You know what I mean? I think that for me anyway, that would be handy. Again, I have no idea. The technology involved, because I the the shot I would want would have to be from above. So I don't know if you'd constantly need some sort of small drone. Okay, so you, t- you take a GoPro. Okay, this is good. This is all coming to me. This is my genius at work. So brace yourselves. You get a GoPro. You attach it to a drone. Now, this drone is controlled by the GPS system built into your smartphone. Okay, so you tell the GoPro drone phone thing. GoPro drone phone. That's, that's too much. We got to, we got, we we, got to whittle that down. But the point is, so your phone controls a drone that hovers in your vicinity, recording everything you do. Now, maybe it only records maybe 30 seconds at a time, but that way, when you screw something up horribly, like I am constantly doing, you can at least say to the drone, drone, you know, on your phone, right? Hey, drone, could you play back? When I was trying to return the books to the library and then the librarian said something and I said something and then she seemed like she was about to call the police. Could you just play that part? Because I in reality missed the part where I said something that would warrant the police being called. And yet, apparently I don't, right. I think that would be a brilliant app. I gotta get, I gotta get somebody working on that right away. Reeve used right? It's an app based technology reviewster where you can see where you F up all day long. Now I would need the deluxe uh, viewster reviewster, reviewster, no E obviously at the end, right? It's just, st- and then, er, er, reviews, er, right? Because see, I might need some deluxe version where you could save more than 30 or it would really have to be pretty much a whole day. So I could kind of compare and contrast. You know what I mean? Like it's one of those things. Like my, my. So like when my wife is helping my daughter with her homework. Uh, you know they they get. You know they can get annoyed each at each other, sorry, and um, and my wife can kind of not yell. You know, but but things get a little bitchy between the girls. You know what I mean? And then that all gets worked out. And then I say something to my daughter, and everyone cries. And so I think I need this drone thing. I'm telling you, I I think I'm now a billionaire. I'm not joking around. And no, I won't take your phone calls now that I'm a billionaire. So don't get ahead of yourself, okay? It's a, so your phone, you got a drone, GPS, small GoPro. Yeah, I can see, I can, this is going to be big. Welcome to the show. Anyway, um, I hope the stream is working. It is. Good. Error connecting to the server, whatever. Um, So... Let's see what we're gonna talk about this week. Uh-huh. Yes. Uh-huh. Yes. Uh-huh. Oh yeah. Yeah, don't don't uh yeah, don't try to go to the website. So now you know this is a podcast. So there's a website you, you know, you gotta have a website, right, to, to promote your podcast. So I've got the the podcast website, the bitterestpill.com, right? And what What even started this whole thing? I got it in my head. Oh, that's what it was. I wanted to do something very simple. I wanted to put the Alpha Geek media logo, right? There it is on my website in the sidebar. Now, you wouldn't think this was a a normal, uh, you wouldn't think this was a huge requirement, right? It's a WordPress site. What that means is for, for those of you that don't use WordPress, is there anyone left? You just log in and you go, and I would just go to like a widget. I'd put the logo in the little widget and then I would tell the little widget to go to the sidebar. It's really straightforward. So I go to my website, which honestly is something I, I don't do that much unless I'm posting a show, but I go to the website and I remember oh, yeah, last time I was at the website, the little player for people to play the podcast isn't working. OK, it's uh, it's got some weird smoke thing on it or I don't understand what's going on. And it's it's a player that I got. It's an embed from this company called uh, Stitcher. OK, so Stitcher, you know, it's one of those many companies that spring sprang sprung up that um, says, oh, yeah, give us, <laughs> tell us about your podcast and we'll put it in our directory and then we're going to make you rich. And then nothing really happens. They just have a company or something. But to entice you to, to get involved, they will make it easy for you to have a player on your website that is branded with their brand of course right so so i have this stitcher player on my um website and i noticed see i i I noticed a lot of things but i noticed slashed registered do you understand the semantic thing that i'm thinking there okay so i said oh yeah i've seen that four or five times and maybe i should consider for a moment why does the stitcher thing not show a play button but show some kind of smoke Podcast smoke. I I don't understand what's going on. So I look into it slightly and it turns out Stitcher is down or dead or something. No, I haven't been paying attention to Stitcher. I don't care about Stitcher. Stitcher, honestly, no offense. You haven't done anything for me. So I go to Stitcher's website and Stitcher says, oh, we're down or whatever. Now, listen, I don't have three hours to Google Stitcher bankruptcy, Stitcher fail, Stitcher out of business, Stitcher temporary outage. I don't, right? I don't have that kind of time. So I decide, listen, Dan, take the stupid Stitcher thing off your website. And then if Stitcher comes back, you can just put it back on, just copy the code and hide it somewhere on your laptop. And then if Stitcher comes back, you put it back on, but for now, take it off. So all this requires is that I copy, cut, whatever, copy, cut, cut, whatever, the, the code and then save the website, okay, which I do. And all of the fonts on the entire website disappear. The entire website goes from being several different, very carefully chosen Google fonts, installed and manipulated and kerned over hours of time, to everything is in nine point times Roman, no bold, no italics, no nothing—just little clusters of unreadable type. Now, this is not a Stitcher problem. Okay, I'm not blaming Stitcher. Stitcher merely enticed me into making a change to my website. Now, the website is built on this thing called uh, Headway, and Headway is sort of like it's like a it's a WordPress theme for making your own theme. You know what I mean? It's like you, it's like. Well, it's a template. Oh, really? Well, what's it look like? Well, whatever you want. Well, that doesn't sound like a template. It sounds like I have to learn uh, code. No, no, you don't have to learn code. Well, wouldn't it be easier just to learn like HTML5 or something? No, you just learn headway. It's so super simple. Well, when I first started using headway, it was fairly simple. And I must've had time to wrap my head around stupid headway. And then they changed to stupid headway and now I don't understand stupid headway. So it's a miracle that I had a site until I did, right? But some thing, some thing in Headway, I don't know if it updated or it doesn't like my current WordPress or it just didn't like my, I don't know. I don't know what happened, but all the type, all of it. So I go into Headway and I say, Hey, Headway, listen, I don't mean to be a jerk, but could you change the names of the posts back to the old typeface? So I change it and I, it's back to bold. And then if you hover, it's this. And if you go and the, the body of the posts are like that and a change a change and save and no saving is happening. So now I don't e- apparently e- even have a website, which again, not a huge problem. The site is built on WordPress, the blogging platform. All I need to do is find one of the infinite number of WordPress templates, right? Find one that I like, put it in my own images, that's within my wheelhouse, trust me, that's fine. What is not within my personal wheelhouse is I can manipulate the theme. I just cannot choose the theme. There are a hundred million WordPress themes and I will never choose one ever. So I'm searching and I'm searching and I'm searching and I'm searching. And I by the way, I don't this is not worked into my schedule. I'm still doing taxes, I'm still doing applications, I'm still trying to figure out th- this show. If you're watching the stream right now, my lips and my voice are not in sync. You know why? Because I've been searching WordPress themes. I finally find one that I really like that looks perfect for the podcast. It's built for podcasts. It has players everywhere and you can do this and you can do that. So I'm like, oh my God, I don't even care if I have to buy this thing. I'm not even just looking at free ones, right? So I'm about willing to pay $60, which for me is a lot, right? For this theme, except right before I pay for it, I did notice, thank you know, Steve jobs that, well, it's not a theme. It's not, it's not a theme. It's a template. It's a template. It's not a theme. It's not a WordPress theme, Dan. Dan, this is a, this is a website template. Now I have not dealt with a website template, my friend, since 1998. I wouldn't know what to do with this $60 template. I have no, what does that even mean? If I got it working, what, what do I need Dreamweaver again? Like what is happening? What, I, I, I have no idea. So I have this beautiful website picked out, right? I've actually done the hardest part for Dan, uh, it's, uh, no. I'm waiting for some, you know, Slovakian web developer to make a WordPress version of whatever this cool thing is. The only other thing I found was, was a web, was a, a a theme made specifically for podcasting, but it needs to sit on another thing. It's like, Oh, it's made with a backbone of, well, I've never heard of, right? I don't know how to install. Okay. Just cause I wear glasses doesn't mean I know how to do anything. Right. I wear glasses. I talk this way because I went to high school in Rochester, New York. It's not because I'm smart. Let's. Right. Let's not get confused by any of the trappings of the fact that I sort of am streaming a video podcast. Right. Let's. okay. So if you're new to the show and you're wondering, who is this jackass on Alpha Geek Media? No, there it is. It's the number one key. damn it. Who is this guy in Alpha Geek Media that doesn't seem to know anything, anything about uh, a geeky stuff? It's Dan. It's Dan. Have I seen Deadpool? No. Do I want to see Deadpool? Yeah. I don't... I, I Listen, I've been... I've been listening to podcasts. Uh, I've been watching and listening to a lot of the shows on Alpha Geek Media. I don't know where you guys... Get the time to watch all this stuff. I'm listening to the morning stream and Brian, Brian Ibbit is like, oh yeah. And, uh, and uh, Tina and I, we uh, binge watched uh, whatever it was. I don't even know what it was. It doesn't even matter. It's re- regardless of what it was, what he essentially said was, oh yeah, yesterday. No, th- it, it, it was like, oh yeah, yesterday during the afternoon, I essentially had 20 hours where I could sit and watch television. Now, I know that Brian, I love you is a sort of essentially an empty nester. I just wonder uh, if he could please start giving seminars on time management. Any of you guys, any of you guys, like the court, any of these these shows that I watch on Alpha Geek Media, There, you guys, like how are you taking in, taking in And then putting out all that information in one day, I, you know what it is, is, um, I scroll through my Facebook feed for hours at a time. And maybe that's taking up most of my, right? Most of my creative availability is being taken up, waiting for some jackass that I went to junior high with to post something funny about a cat. Or Ted Cruz, you know, right? Maybe maybe that's not the best use of my time is is waiting for other, right? That uh, Theoretically, as a content creator, I should be, yeah, going about this very differently. Well, one thing I was going to do is, um, just to be an an ass, I was going to, um, because I know a lot of you are freezing. I know a lot of you are freezing, and I know we're not. And to be kind of a jerk, I was going to set up the backyard cam and show you what it looked like out in my backyard because a lot of you are drowning in snow. A lot of you are getting so much snow, snowy, snow, snow, that it's not even funny anymore, honestly, at all. And the other night, it was midnight. And I thought, wouldn't it, how jackassy would it be for me to post right now? Ooh, it's getting so chilly at night. I almost have to put on my jacket to walk the dog. Like that kind of, you know what I mean? Because we pay the sunshine tax. We're drowning in bills and debt, right? All this stuff. The kids are in private schools because we don't want them to be what, knived at school. You know what I mean? So every once in a while, it has to come out in kind of this angry, what it's sunny here way. So I was going to set out the, set out the, um, you know, the sunshine cam just to upset everyone. And then it started to pour rain. Pour rain. Remember that song from when we were kids? If you're as old as I am and you're probably not. It never never rains in Southern California. Remember that? Never rains. Remember that? Yeah, never rain. they repeat it never rains in Southern California like 20,000 times. And then they just slip in there under their breath at, at the very end of the... But when it does, man, it pours, man, it pours. As if out of a bucket by angry, angry East Coasters trying to drown us all. I took the dog out this morning and it was raining so hard, the dog seriously thought it was Armageddon. Seriously thought that some sort of apocalyptic experience was happening. And he's just like, I am not peeing in this. I'm. Can we just go in the house and wait for the four horsemen? Because I don't know what's happening, but I don't think me urinating outside while you get angry is really the most important thing right now, Dan. And when the dog won't pee, I get very angry because it's my fault. If the dog urinates in the house. But you cannot reason with a dog that never, ever, 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 ever is out in the rain. When you have your dog on a leash and it's making you very upset and it's really early in the morning and it's a very small dog, it is illegal, right, to lift the dog up by the leash and then kick it like kind of like a practice soccer ball. That's probably illegal, right? Right. And I'm not saying I even considered it. I just want to confirm that using a dog on a leash, like a practice soccer ball and one of those little tether net things is probably considered animal, right? That is, that is abusive. That is abuse. Okay. That, that's what I, that's what I thought. And that's why I didn't do it. That's why I didn't even dawn on me to do it. Like even for a second, never even crush Right. I would never, because I love animals so much. They're so awesome, especially dogs and possums. So I'm driving. So, yeah, so it's been raining and we're not. okay. so I'm driving to get my son. Now, my son Hudson's in high school and he goes to Wild Winds High School. I told you this. It's in Santa Monica. And so what I have to do is drive my daughter one direction to go to dance. And then I turn around, I drive past her house. It's unbelievable. And then I drive up to Santa Monica to get Hudson. And I'm almost there. And he texts me and he says, hey, can we give my friend a ride home? And it's one of his good friends and it's raining. And because I'm a jerk, really inside, I'm evil. Not evil, but I'm an ass. Let's be honest. Inside I'm an ass, I try to seem like a nice guy. And I try to seem like cool super dad. So whenever something like this comes up, I don't want to be a jerk and say no and reveal my true nature, which is F him. I don't care if it's raining. Um... So I say, yeah, sure, we can take your friend home. That's no problem. Now, listen, man, it's going to make our journey. I'm trying to put it on Hudson. It's, it's going to make our journey a little longer, you know, because traffic getting out of Santa Monica at night, it's crazy. Because like, oh yeah, but I don't want to leave him here because it's raining. And he has to take the bus. I'm like, OK. Now, a lot of this I know is going to sound like that sketch from Saturday Night Live called The Californians, where we talk about how we get places. You just take the 405 to the 10, but you do that and it's too much traffic. But that's what our lives are like. Hold on, I have to adjust the microphone because something, Hudson comes in here and I come in here and everybody comes in here but no one adjusts them. Okay, now I'm making, now this is just, okay, everything's gone. So when you're trying to leave Santa Monica, at 6 or 7 at night this is 7 at night even when it's dry as a bone there're really only a couple of ways to go on a good day then you had the traffic and there's really only a couple of ways to go and honestly you kind of want to zigzag around and, and avoid this intersection and take that street and go down here more so the guys get in the car and i say hey buddy hey hudson's friend where do you live? You live like you're off of Sentinella or whatever. You're kind of down. You're in Venice, right? But it's kind of like off of Sentinella. And he's like, yeah, yeah, we'll just take Stuart and then take 23rd. And, we'll, and 23rd will go through. And I'm like, wow, 23rd? We'll go through. Huh. Yeah, I mean, okay, you would know, right? Because you would know you're a junior in high school. You've been driving this route for three years, two and a half years. You would know better than I would, right? How to get to your house. Stupidest thing I've ever thought in my life. Because a 16-year-old who doesn't drive doesn't know how to get anywhere. And a full-grown man that has spent countless hours trying to figure out how to get the hell out of Santa Monica at rush hour should be in... Right? So what I... Now, what I should have done is parked the car and gotten the guy's address and looked it up on a map and not asked the phone which way to go, I should have looked at the map and said, oh yeah, we're taking, trust me, we're taking Centinella and we're just gonna tough it out till we get to Rose Then we'll take Rose, we'll take a blah, 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 we'll do that, we'll go that way. Instead, like an idiot, I don't take that three minutes. Okay, three minutes. Instead, I say, hey man, Cause I'm trying to be cool. I'm like, cool dad. Hey man, I don't remember how to get to your house. So you just, you know, lead me in. And he's like, yeah, sure. I guess take Stuart, blah, blah, blah. So he says that. So that's the way we go. So we're gonna go, we're gonna pull out onto Stuart. You can't because there's too much traffic. There's literally too much traffic. It's too dark, it's too rainy. And you can just tell by everybody's face, like we are not letting you in. So you can just F off. Alright, that's that's whatever, that's fine. So we go around a different way. And he says, Well, you know, take twenty I bet twentieth twentieth will go back through and then we can we'll get back on a peak and we We end up driving around in a big circle for twenty minutes to finally end up on twenty third street, which if I had known where that was, I could have gotten us there in five minutes. Now, why is this a big deal? Well, a couple of reasons. Number one, I've been driving in the rain all day. Number two, I need to get back to pick up my daughter at nine o'clock and time is ticking away. And the problem is, we're between my house and the kids' school, there's an airport. Now, not LAX. That's how far, this is how far my son goes to school from where we live. We live. At Los Angeles International Airport. He goes to school on the other side of Santa Monica Airport. He goes to school an airport away from where we live. An airport away. So you can't, so there's this, this whole area in Santa Monica that you can't drive through because there's an airport there. The friend says we can take 23rd Street. And again, he's been doing this, I, I assume, for two and a half years. He should know how to do this. So we get on 23rd eventually. Or rather, we're in position to get onto 23rd. But we can't get on to 23rd because there's too much traffic. So we're sitting through lights in a line of traffic waiting to get on 23rd. People, seriously, you need to stop moving to Los Angeles. It's not funny anymore. You don't want to come. This is hell. Before we run out of water, it's going to be gridlock. Mark my words. So I won't bore you with the details, but essentially, instead of... I'm trying to think of a good analogy, but like... Okay, let's say you have a bucket of water It's all about water now, right? Let's say you have a bucket of water and you need to pour the bucket of water on the floor, but it has to go through something first, okay? So are you gonna pour the bucket through a big thick pipe? Or what I wanted to do is pour it through a big thick pipe that has a bunch of little pipes coming off of it. So in case there's a clog in the big pipe, there are little pipes, right? Or, Do you want to pour the bucket of water through a tiny funnel? 23rd Street is a tiny funnel where there's one lane that goes between the butt of the airport and the ass of a golf course. We spent an hour Traveling what I would estimate to be about a quarter of a mile. A quarter of a mile. The traffic was so bad. There was a guy who, he, he was taking a walk. He must have lived in that area. He came out, he was shooting the traffic with his iPhone to post it on the internet because it was an hour to go a quarter of a mile. So his friend gets out of the car, he's like, hey, thanks for that. I'm like, hey, anytime buddy. And he shuts the drum I'm like Hudson, we've been in the car for an hour. When I finally show you where we are, you're gonna poo poo a brick. We are nowhere. We've been in the car for an hour he could have walked home faster than that whatever that was that horrible horrible torturous horrible horrible whatever it was i would rather have carried him on my shoulders like a 3-year-old through the rain i'm mean, i'm not even factoring out the rain with it with the rain than driving down 23rd street un 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 Un, unbelievable. Listen, I don't know what else to talk to you about. Do you understand? See, well, let's talk again about time management. So, like I said, I was listening to the, the morning stream which I need to stop. It's too much. You're killing me. No, because Brian Ibbitt, love you, Brian, has been going and seeing all the Oscar nominated pictures, movies, you know, movies, you know, movies. Oh, my computer's making a funny sound. That's not a good sign, is it? Well, I haven't seen most of those movies. And I'm theoretically an actor here in beautiful Hollywood, California. 90045. I have DVDs of half of the Best Picture nominees in my living room right now because I was supposed to vote for the Screen, Actor Guild Award, or Guild, Screen Actors Guild Awards. So they send us those screeners, and I've told you this, right? They send us the screeners. We're supposed to watch all the movies. We're supposed to vote. And then you watch the show. What I do is I get the screeners. I watch one of them. And then I find out that the awards were given away uh, last night, that kind of thing. So, the other night, though, my daughter was out of town, and so my wife wanted to watch a movie. And so, my wife and Hudson and I, we all sat down, we were going to watch a movie. Now, H and I went and saw Straight Out of Compton uh, in a theater. So, we thought, you know, we could watch Straight Out of Compton, but, you know, we have seen it already, but we would see it again, definitely. So, my wife says, Oh, but you guys have already seen it, so maybe we'll watch Steve Jobs. We have Steve Jobs. So, we put in Steve Jobs. Have you have you seen Have you seen the Steve Jobs movie? Have you've have you watched have you sat, did you sit down did you pay money did you pay money to see the Steve Jobs movie Now Okay maybe, maybe I, don't, I haven't followed Apple that closely but I guess I've followed Apple since 84 Sure sure I've been using Apple products since whenever probably 87 or well not using, but like owning since, you know, probably 88 or something, nine, eight, nine, I don't know. As soon as I could afford, you know, my $3,000 Macintosh classic or whatever it was, I think it had two megabytes of Ram and a 40, 40 megabyte hard drive. Is that true? Yeah. God, it was huge. 40 megabyte hard drive. And I, I used it as a portable computer. This <laughs> had to be like 20 or 30 pounds. It felt so heavy. Anyway. That that movie is so tedious. Why didn't you say anything? Why didn't you Why didn't somebody go, listen, Dan, the Steve Jobs movie, you just, you gotta, right? You just gotta uh, settle in. It was two hours of arguing backstage, two hours of arguing backstage. Does he not get together with any of these people except right before product launch? It was the most tedious freaking thing. And I love the social network, same writer, different director, loved the social network. And I and I loved uh, uh, James Franco got his arm caught in a rock. I loved that. So you got the director of, of right? Who wants to be a millionaire? What's that called? Slumdog? Yeah. You got the director of Slumdog Millionaire and uh, James Franco's 127 hours worth of uh, hallucinations, right? You've got Aaron Sorkin, fellow orange man. Aaron Sorkin. How could you put them together and make a movie that I can barely stand? How do you make a movie where Steve Wozniak is not a completely sympathetic character? By the end of the movie, I'm like, seriously, Waz, you got to give it up, dude. At this point, I would tell you to go screw yourself. You got to knock it off. My daughter auditioned for that movie to be one of the, le- I think they auditioned, this, it's not impressive and I'm not bragging, trust me, they they saw every 12 year old girl that speaks English as her native tongue in the United States to play those Lisa roles. And I, I was disappointed that she didn't even get a call back. Where I'm like, you know what? That's fine. <laughs> wow, wow. Now, meanwhile, if you haven't seen, go see Straight Out of Compton twice. If you haven't, right? But my wife, see. But again, now here's my wife. My wife is so busy. She she has a big job. She works crazy hours. And she's actually semi-stopped her uh, Friends kick. So she'll get into bed and watch Friends. Like it's 1992 in our bedroom for some, I mean, every night, just for years, she was watching Friends. First on TBS and then on Netflix, but now she stopped and she started watching like uh, the O.J. Simpson movie and the Madoff movie. I haven't seen him. I don't I don't know where the hell I've been. The O.J. Simpson movie and this isn't because I'm an actor that I'm... Well, maybe it is. Are you... Do you, do you remember the O.J. Simpson... I mean, that thing... That The O.J. Simpson situation lasted for three hours. Or for three years. Excuse me. For three years. The O.J. Simpson situation was so divisive between blacks and whites that there were seriously comedians that I semi-had to distance myself from because... We were so divided on the biggest issue of the day that we almost couldn't, like it just became this weird thing. Like, you really believe he's innocent? You know what I mean? It was that kind of thing, three years. So I knew going into this whole OJ movie that that was something, you know, I, I, I'm apparently old enough now where movies are coming out and TV movies are coming out like like the NWA movie where I so vividly remember that time because I was an adult, like a full-on, nobody-can-argue-adult-adult, right? That um, I have very vivid memories of that O.J. movie. And I only saw the first maybe half an hour. O.J. series. O.J., whatever it is. Listen, do we have to nitpick? It is so crystal clear in its depiction of that period that it's eerie. I don't know if they shot those scenes at the real condo where Nicole Simpson Brown was really murdered. But I swear to you, that looks right out of evidence photos that I remember seeing on the internet that I had to scrounge around for on a BBS in 19-whatever it was. That thing, it's unbelievable. The Just, just to see everything... The set dressing, the vehicles, the the wardrobe, the hairstyles, the guy, uh, what's his name, Vance? I can't think of his name right now. The guy playing Johnny Cochran. Unbelievable. The two things, the two, like these two essential things that turned me off of it immediately. Two casting decisions. The two most important characters, OJ and (laughs) Kato. Like, Kuba Gooding Jr. is an excellent actor. He can't play OJ. He doesn't look right. He's not the right size. He doesn't sound right. He does not have OJ charisma. And I don't know who does. I, I don't know. Like I said, well, Dana, who would you cast to play OJ? I have no idea. But for people that remember OJ Simpson, listen, if you can, if you can remember beyond all of this, Back to when the juice was just the juice. OJ Simpson was an all-American icon to everyone of all races. He was beautiful and charismatic. He was the embodiment of American, like, he just, he was an icon. OJ Simpson was the juice. He's charming and charismatic in a way that I don't I don't know who I don't know. You'd have to get someone like maybe The Rock because we love The Rock. You know what I mean? Someone like The Rock. It has to be somebody. No offense to Cuba Gooding Jr. He doesn't look the same kind of good. He's a handsome guy, but he's not the same kind of handsome. OJ's like, I don't, is, is the dude's name Rick Ford handsome? Or like The Rock. You know how The Rock is just like a big star like O.J. is huge. There are shots of Cuba Gooding Jr. Supposedly as O.J. Simpson. He looks my size. I'm five and a half feet tall. That is not. It's just I don't buy him as O.J. And everything else I'm completely bought in. I wanted to see it. I was like, oh, my God, this is great. What's her name is Marsha Clark. Wonderful. All of it. I'd even buy Travolta. But little. No, no, Cuba. no, 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 no. And the character that in my mind would be actually the easiest one to cast in a way, or at least I would have thought that at least the little bit that I saw that they just blew was Kato Kaelin. Because there's a scene where they knock on uh, Kato's guesthouse door and Kato comes out and he's got no shirt on, and he's got long hair, and the guy that plays Kato plays him like Jeff Spicoli from Fast Times at Ridgemont High. He's like total stoner surfer guy. And that isn't Kato. We were there. I mean, you guys, come on, the guy playing Kato wasn't there. So he doesn't get it. You got to show him material, man. Kato Calen is a salesman. Kato Calen is, a, he thinks he's a comedian. Kato Calen is a character created by Kato Calen, who is portrayed by Kato Calen at all times. He's trying to charm you and bullshit you and seduce you at every moment of every day and failing miserably. He is such an interesting character that I, maybe I need to watch more of the thing, but the guy didn't seem to have any idea of who Cato was when I saw that scene. Just surreal. Watch footage of Cato Kalen. The guy is fascinating, fascinating guy. Really, just incredible! They do, They blew it. They blew it. Everything else is so great. Just my opinion. Who cares what I think? I'm just a guy who sits in his garage. And yeah. Anyway, that is the bitterest pill uh, for today, which was what uh, February 18th or something, 2016, 2016, two zero one six anno Domini. Do we still say anno Domini? I noticed that my kids say something different for one of either BC or AD, and I don't remember. What is that all about? Why do, why do things have to change? Am I an old man? Yes. <laughs> just accept it. Um, anyway, th- thanks for uh, downloading the show. If you downloaded the show, thanks for watching the stream. If you watched the stream, thanks for uh, watching on uh, the, whatever, the YouTube video. What I will probably have to do is um before I put this online, is, uh, manually sync my mouth with my voice on the video. That's that's pretty sad. Alright, what am I looking for? I'm looking for something on my computer. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Anyway. Let's do that. Let's do that. See, someday this will be a one-man operation. What do you think? No? There it is. Anyway, thanks for tuning into The Bitterest Pill. Uh, The Bitterest Pill is made possible by patrons like you who support the show by pledging uh, small amounts of money per podcast to keep me uh, from living in an RV uh, parked on Manchester Avenue here in Westchester, California. So uh, just go to patreon.com slash danclass if you want to contribute. Uh, I thank all of you for helping support the show, uh, 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 including Megan, Jeff Short, Rob Usden, Dave Jackson, Mike Hamilton, Floris, hello Floris, Tom Carroll, uh, David Chasen, Gerard Cortinez, uh, Chris Class, Scott Mercer, and many, many, many other patrons. Thank you. Uh, every penny helps. Um, uh, Patreon.com slash Dan Class. So of course, if you want to join us, uh, we do the show live every Tuesday. Uh, well, it's eleven thirty here Pacific time, which is noon thirty Mountain, and like what is that? Uh two thirty Eastern time something like that i don't know on alpha geek media check us out or stop by my website if it ever gets put back together <laughs> right at uh one of these buttons is the bitterest bill there it is let's just push all the buttons there it is the yay we did it it's a real show if you want to uh catch me you know follow me on twitter why don't you, you follow me on twitter don't you know that that's an important thing twitter uh you know i'm at Dan Class of twitter uh, pill at danclass.com oh, that's too low on the screen no. anyway, who cares you know the drill so thanks for, uh, however you were ingesting the show thank you for participating I do appreciate it and uh, oh, I forgot to play a music bed under my voice, darn it oh well, post-production post-production alright, thank you, I'll talk to you soon bye bye, chat room, don't go anywhere there's no more All right, that's the end of the podcast. Can we be done with the podcast? The Bitters Pill is produced by Jacket Media, makers of fine podcasts since 2004.